And we'll do a sign. Should I change? Should Should I change the music at all? Since it's been like a year since we've if you, done if this. If you want to, go for it. Yeah. I've been thinking about that. I might do that. Welcome to the Noise Upstairs podcast with Christopher Miller and Adam Wakefield. I'm Adam Wakefield, and with me, as always, Christopher Miller. Hey, Chris, how's it going? Hello, hello. It's going well. It's going well. Uh, still over here in Seattle, Washington. Adam is in Buffalo, New York. As a reminder to those who don't realize that we're not in the same room, and this is a very cross-country podcast. Yeah, it's still bright where you are. <laughs> yes, it it is, and it and it stays bright till like nine thirty or so, which is quite impressive. Yeah, indeed, indeed. That's 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 the summer for you. <laughs> um, so the main topic today, uh, before we get into it, actually, I wanted to kind of preface: this is the first podcast that we're releasing for quite some time. It's been maybe six six months or so since we. Oh, um, I, I, my sweet friend, it's been a year. It's been a full year. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, the last, year. the last podcast we actually released was when, um, you and I were recording in my hotel room the first time I came out to visit you in May of 2019. Okay. So that makes Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, time, time has flown and, uh, our, I speak on behalf of Adam and I, when we say we are both very sorry for not being able to, uh keep this very much so keep this going um but it, but it, we're back yeah it actually ties into the conversation that we're gonna have today which is um which is going to be creative inspiration where to find it um how to find it and uh both of our experiences on on how we go about um generating motivation to create the artwork that we both create um and it ties into the to the break because really adam and i just had a lot of motivation to work elsewhere in different projects and you know the podcast is not uh exempt from needing inspiration you know you need you need a little bit of in- inspiration and passion to discuss something yeah i like i'm i'm speaking personally for myself here but i feel like just from the conversations you and i have had over the past like few months i feel like this is the same story for you um it really comes down to the fact that like a lot of the stuff that I was being inspired or I was working on um, was something I wasn't really ready to talk about or was something that was just not a fully fledged idea. So it wasn't really something to talk about. Um, and then on top of that, like it was just a lot of um, like hunkering down and just like we would make plans to record and then it would be a situation where I was in the studio until like four hours after we were supposed to record. Right. So that just didn't work out. Or like we, like, I remember one time we were set to record and then it was like, actually, no, you were, I think this was when you went like camping at, um, someplace up in the mountains that I know that's not helpful at all because <laughs> that's like every camping trip you do. Right. But like, it's just, it, we, we're focused on other things and that doesn't mean that we forgot about this this was always something that was in the back of my mind it was yeah. just 
I, I personally didn't feel like I wanted to put something out that wasn't enjoyable to listen to. And I felt like for me personally, I didn't really have much more to say at the time. Right. And, and I agree with that. I don't think we, I don't think we really had a collection of topics at the time that would carry their own weight for each episode. And we both knew that. And, uh, to just put something out to, for the, for the fact of putting it out is not something that we started doing this for. So regardless, uh, we're back and we're gonna, we're gonna try to keep this going. We're, we're gonna try to give it a little bit more structure, a little bit more, uh, personal insight as, you know, into topics that can, um, translate into the lives of other creatives, which is really the driving point of this entire project. Yeah. And, um, the other thing I was going to just add to that is, um, when it comes down to it, if you th- if you have an idea that we have not covered, I'll I will bring this up again towards the end. But um, something that we are going to start paying close attention to is if you email us at podcast at noiseupstairs just send us any ideas, any questions you have, anything like that, and we're we're trying to collect a whole bunch of those. And you do that. I'll do a little bit of that every week as well. Yeah, that's super super helpful. Um... Yeah, helps us kind of uh, direct our attention to somewhere that the listeners actually want to want us to cover and want us to go over. So, um, yeah, today's uh, today's topic is creative inspiration, and I guess I want to start off with Adam because I know Adam has been working a ton on uh, his own musical projects on top of various other projects. And uh, it takes a lot of motivation, a lot of drive, and a lot of inspiration to be able to be able to like successfully work on that many things in in a short amount of time or at the same exact time. So, um, Adam, creative inspiration. Maybe it's it's corny to ask like where you find artistic inspiration, but I guess the, the real question is when you're sitting down and you're looking at a project and you can go over your various projects to see if it if this process differs for you. But when you're sitting down and you're looking at something, where does your mind go? What's your step one, your step two, your step three? So um, when it comes down to it, I've been something I've been really trying to do over the past year is um, I really started paying attention to the fact that I was hearing from other people and I was noticing in myself that creativity was not a constant steady flow. It was coming in bursts a lot of the time. Like I would sit down and I would work on something for hours and then I would get almost a whole song like completely demoed out and then I wouldn't be able to do something for a couple days kind of thing. And um, something that occurred to me is that creativity is a commodity, for every human being creativity is a commodity for every person so there were a couple things that i really tried to change about myself in the beginning what which was just um a matter of paying attention to whose opinion i really cared about in my surrounding people so that way i had people that i could bounce ideas off of um and i will get to the point of like a step one step two step three but i think that this is an important like preliminary step um I think that you need to find a place that you can 
um, bounce ideas off of because without that, you'll get into an echo chamber and either A, you will put out something that you're not very happy with or B, you'll keep hearing it reverberate over and over until eventually you'll get sick and tired of it and it'll never come out, which is exactly what's happened to probably three different like musical projects I've worked on over the past couple of years. And you definitely know that because I've kind of done that and like shared stuff with you over the past few years, but not in the way that I really should have been. Um, so that was one of the first things I did. But the other thing too, that you need to do before you start implementing anything is pay attention to when you are feeling creative. So like, I it's, it's weird to sort of um, build this into like almost a scientific thing or a biological thing, but because art is so like personal and it's like emotional, but when it comes down to it, we all have points in the day where we are much more creative than not. And so I've been trying to capitalize that on uh, more frequently. I've been at first I focused on points where I was having those random bursts of ideas and I was trying to figure out what time of day that was so that way I could put myself into the scenario of if I was feeling that creative, I could just start working on something. So those are important just because I feel like that is like that is you giving yourself the space to actually be inspired, to like actually allow yourself to just come up with those random bits of like creativity that we that we as creatives often have, but we can't capture the way we want to. Right. Um, so that actually leads to step one, though. For me, it's capturing. So the first thing that I usually do is um, I record or I write down something that I come up with. So for me, it's music. And so um, I, it's either lyrics or it's a song idea. I have voice memos and notes um, on the first page of my of my iPhone um, as widgets in my widget con- thing on my iPhone and on my iPad and also in my control center on my iPhone and on my iPad. So that way I have access to them everywhere I can on my phone, as well as also I keep in mind that the camera is also a very big thing. So if I have an idea, I do not let myself let it go. I will either pull over and write it down on notes, or I will open up the camera app and start recording myself or open up voice memos and start recording it. So that way I can get it. Cause if you don't, you're not going to remember it later, no matter how much you think you will. Right. Right. And on that same, on that same note, I, because I, I automatically notice like a stark contrast between your process and my process in regard to uh, capturing the the creative bit that you have in that moment. Although I do use notes and you know iCloud syncs all that stuff up, Adam is much more tech savvy. Uh, maybe maybe a little bit just more. Uh, everything is just super cohesive for him. I feel like I have everything being like very cohesive and everything is linked up with each other. But Adam's on a different level. But I feel like I'm maybe not completely old fashioned, but just a little bit more old fashioned where I actually prefer like a smaller sketchbook in my pocket where oddly enough, the majority of the time it isn't a sketch that I'm sketching. It's just like descriptors, like uh, the rough uh, edges of the idea that I have that maybe I can look at later on and be able to try to piece that together. Um, And again, that's from a visual standpoint for me. If it was audio, I think I 
would probably go about it a different way because technology at this point is able to pick up those snippets and uh, save it for you at a later date. I I definitely like can understand why like you approach it from that direction purely because I um I definitely like I actually carry a notebook with me at all times and a pen as well because I love pen and paper that's like a very nerdy thing about me but um, I actually listen to a podcast that's literally all about pens it's really I, I it's it's one of the nerdier aspects of me um but. I definitely agree with the point that you're making where I think it's the medium of like way where we create because I could see that writing in a notebook is more of a tactile thing. So I feel like it would be a little bit better for visualizing and describing and stuff like that. Whereas I'm just trying to get this this melody out of my head immediately. And so just reach for my phone kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. When it comes to step two, um, I don't, this is, so I feel like you and I, um, and this is already clear from the first step, you and I will have similar beats, but I think that the way we go about it is different. And I think that that's important for people to hear because of the fact that um, I don't want anybody to listen to what we're saying and go, this is the only way that you can be creative. Like, um, we're just trying to point out what helps us so that way people have ideas of what they can bounce off of and also to show that like everybody is very different with how they perform and stuff like that my next step is always expanding on the idea so whether that is sitting down and having like a brainstorming session where i'm just writing or whether it's actually turning a melody into more of a demo or something like that that is always the next step is i really try and build out the idea because at first it's just this idea that you start with and then from there I actually need to make it into a full-fledged thing as opposed to just a small little snippet um adding details or solidifying is probably the best way of putting it um so for example um I'm trying uh, one of the ideas that I had is I'm trying to develop um something that will go on a guitar pedal board that basically translates a bunch of different MIDI signals into one various signal and translates them into other signals. So basically it's a MIDI translating box and I'm trying to build that idea. That came to me as like a fever dream when I was sitting on the train, actually the last time I was in Seattle. So that was a perfect example of I was sitting on the train listening to music and I was thinking about my pedal board and I'm like, how am I going to get a MIDI connection from this standard MIDI over to this USB MIDI. Okay, well, is there things online? There's kind of things online, but there's not really. And so that was the starting point. So I wrote it down. Then literally like weeks later. So that's the other thing too, is this is not like the next day you're working on step two. It could literally be months down the road. Um, I like just a couple weeks ago, I started really looking into it and I started trying to figure out what I needed to do, where I was going to be going with that. Um, so I started getting an idea of like what peripherals I would need for it, what programming I would need to do for it, um, an enclosure. So actually getting more physical ideas built around it, as opposed to it just being an abstract concept, making it into more of a physical thing. That's a, I feel like that's a good tangible representation of the majority of what we're talking about. I mean, I, cause uh, the majority of what we do talk about is, is 
stuff that's you know virtual you're looking at it on a computer screen so i yeah i i I think that's a really good tangible example yeah i was trying to think of a more tangible physical idea and representation of what we're talking about because a lot of what we do is digital um and i feel like with you it might be a little bit um a little bit more difficult to even come up with more of like a demo concept because like you said what's the demo concept going to be like you sketching out ideas or it is almost kind of like that first step where you are like sort of illustrating it with words kind of thing so so it it is that's why i was trying to think of a more tangible thing a more physical thing because that's exactly what it was it went from it being like oh well this would be a good idea to okay what would i actually need in order to do this right and like that would then obviously mean that the next step is actually like getting the components to start doing it like so so Again, with this physical concept, that would be like me ordering parts and playing around with the idea of building a breadboard, stuff like that. But when it comes to like building a song, that's me actually sitting down and not just like recording scratch tracks where I don't care about whether or not I make a mistake, but actually trying to record parts and putting effects on those parts and playing around with that idea, you know? Right. Yep. This is where I said like we would kind of divert because I feel like a lot of this middle ground is stuff that you really like it is a lot encompassed in that first step for you like I feel like you can correct me if I'm wrong but I feel like a lot of what happens in like that step two step three time period is step one for you and then like you kind of just skip to my step four which is basically like actually starting like okay no i am recording this this is going to be the final take kind of thing yeah so that's that's like you shooting probably true i mean it's a lot of like rough draft my step one would probably probably just consist of a lot of sketches a lot of like uh a lot of really like kind of basic non-textured vector graphic looking ideas do you do a lot of sketches? Because that's something I wasn't actually aware of. Yeah, I've I've done a, a lot of sketches just to start off with logos. Okay. Um, a lot of logo work that I do, it starts off with like a hand sketch, and then I can kind of translate it into the digital space. Um, and then I've done a couple a couple things in the past too with like album covers or single covers or stuff like that, where I, it starts off as a very rough sketch, and then it kind of like I can piece it together. Uh, on on the computer but step two at that point is i I feel like my step two and step three from a gen like from a i don't want to generalize it too much but from a a general sense it's they're both refinement in their own sense yeah Um, level you know i feel like step two is basic is is more like refinement on the concept where step three is actual refinement of the graphic itself okay and I realize that's kind of we're kind of pigeonholing it to uh, logo design and branding, but I feel I feel like it kind of carries through the majority of of the projects that I work on. Yeah, and I, and I wouldn't necessarily say that that does pigeonhole it to just like logo design and stuff because I could actually like I could translate what you just said over to like what I was saying too, whereas like. Um, me demoing ideas out is me refining the idea and then like step three is actually now 
implementing those refinements kind of thing. So I could definitely see where like, it's just a difference of wording and a difference of practice, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I guess I was just going to say step four was um, literally just like final tweaks. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like this is where you and I will converge is like step four for me is definitely final tweaks. And this is where like I was sending you like different copies of singles and stuff like that. Or like, I feel like this is where you send me the album artwork and go, is this what you like? Do you want me to do anything? Do you want me to change anything? So yeah, I feel like that is definitely like a convergence again, where it's like, okay, now it's like final tweaks and reaching out to the person that you're helping and or people you trust and being like, is this good? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, but yeah, I, I feel like the, the process itself is, is important. And like you were saying, you and I are basically on the same line and we split off in certain degrees just because the actual flow of the project itself is going to be different because it's different end product more or less. Um, but from a creative inspiration perspective, I do, I do want to clarify, um, before we kind of dive into that a little bit more, uh, that Adam and I have taught, we've gone over creative burnout in the past. We've, we've done episodes on creative burnout and I kind of want to clarify that creative burnout and creative inspiration are, um, they're related to one another, but they are not the same thing. And I, I, I kind of wanted to make uh, a clarifying point where just because you are not feeling creatively inspired in that moment doesn't necessarily mean that you're creatively burnt out. And if you are creatively burnt out, um, you may be mistaking that for lack of inspiration. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And I feel like that's the latter is a little bit more of what the majority of people feel where they say to themselves, oh, my, like, I haven't created anything. I haven't had an idea. I haven't had a sample. I haven't had a sketch in two weeks. And maybe, you know, they're they're just go racking their brain over and over. They're just like, I can't seem to find inspiration. I can't find inspiration. There's a there's a problem with me and where I'm looking and how I'm looking for it, where that might be true. Maybe you're looking, you know, barking up the wrong tree. Maybe you're, you're looking in the wrong direction for inspiration on this, on this future project that you want to be working on. But there's also a very strong chance that you are creatively burnt out. So they are related, but they are two different things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's interesting. My, uh, I, it's interesting that you bring that up because Um, over the past year, that is another thing that has changed my opinion on that, um, is definitely different. I, I view like creative blocks and stuff as a very different thing nowadays than I did before. Um, I realized that like the other side of this too, is I realized that, um, sometimes we cannot figure out what the creative block or like this burnout that we're feeling is. And sometimes it's just a matter of, you just need to like get out and do stuff. Like you need to like change, change your pace, do something different. Like that, that is something like that I have realized is 
a huge, huge help. And I know that sounds kind of ridiculous because it's like, well, duh, you're doing different things. Of course, it's going to cause inspiration. But like, honest to God, like just getting out and going or like walking around my neighborhood really kind of changes a lot. And so like if you are feeling that type of burnout or like you're feeling a block or something like that, it may not even be as severe as you are feeling at that moment. Just break away from your routine. Don't try to like create something, let it come to you. Cause that's the other thing that I've also like realized is sometimes ideas just come to you. Sometimes you can't force them. They just happen. And maybe you being in your creative rut in your creative block is preventing you from allowing those ideas in. Yeah, exactly. Um, and on that, you know, building off of that, I, I kind of want, you know, everybody struggles finding the inspiration and, and motivation to create what it is that they're, they're wanting to create. But, um, I think it's a, a, the conversation that we're having now is, is more so focused on what you do when you actually find the motive, you know, when that moment strikes and you have that inspiration, what you do with it. Um, you know, where you're going to find it is, is one thing. And we've talked about that. We've talked about going out. We've talked about removing yourself from your, your current space, uh, maybe from even your current mental space and, um, entering a different zone. Uh, and you'd be surprised on, on, you know, the ideas that, that come up and, in, in different visual elements that come, you know, come in audio elements that come into play and and stuff like that. But, um, when it does strike, I I think the conversation that we really want to have, I I guess the end goal of that conversation is what are you doing in order to convert that into a project? Are you just kind of looking at that and, inspecting it to the point of fault where you're saying to yourself, Oh, this is, I've, I've looked at this at every angle and it's just not going to work. You know, are you more or less, are you open-minded? Are you being closed off to your own ideas? Right. Right. Absolutely. Cause sometimes like you really just have to like, you really just have to let it happen. Like this is, um, something that I fought with for many, many, many years. Um, Sometimes the things that you create are not the things that you are expecting yourself to create or are even expecting yourself to enjoy. That's not to say that like you may like create stuff you don't enjoy because I don't really think that like a person can do that. But when it comes down to it, like for years, I tried so hard to write like pop punk music and really upbeat rock music and stuff like that. And that's just not whatever came out of me. And that's something that you have to kind of come to grips with. Like, I feel like that's something else that I've sort of heard from other people that I've been speaking to lately about their creativity is like a lot of people fight with themselves because they don't want to create the things that they're creating and it's let and that's what's holding them back and i think that people need to realize that if you just let yourself create what you want to create eventually it's going to get to something you never expected to create oh yeah absolutely like i think um i i'm i i think about this ep that i'm working on and like 
Something that you said to me made me really, really happy because I have felt this way about it too. Um, But when I sent you that song the first time, you said to me that it was not something that you were expecting and you didn't know what you were expecting. And that really made me feel good because that is how I have felt for months with this EP and kind of the reason why I've been so hesitant to release it because I'm like, this is not what I was expecting this to be when I started writing it. Like the lyrics that I started writing like are totally different now in certain ways. I've changed a lot of them, but like the ones that have stuck around, I never expected to be in the songs that they are. I never expected them to be sung the way they saw their song or something like that, but I'm happy with every bit of it. It's just, I had to stop fighting with myself and just let it happen. Right. And, and the most important thing is that the end product is something that you're happy with and is something that you feel as though is, uh, a direct reflection of, of what you want it to be. Um, and that goes, I mean, we, we've talked about this in the past too, where, you know, click art and, and fan art for Tono and Pilots and stuff like that has been a driving force of artwork for me for a long time. And breaking outside of that box is hard, but even at, even kind of breaking away from that, there's been artwork that I put out and kind of just i i have a graphic style i have a i have a theme i have a a a signature look you know that everybody kind of you can kind of tell what i've done and what i've what i've worked on with different things and the argument that i have in my head all the time which is similar to what you're saying because it's surprising or maybe you you just say to yourself like this is maybe this is not something that is reflective of my own style or maybe something that I don't want to be put out as something that I've worked on. The way that it translates with me is a lot of commentary has been made about just a darker style. And I'm not saying that that's negative. It's not all been negative. It's just commentary that like, oh, wow, that's like a darker, heavier uh, aesthetic to it. And I'm, I'm very aware of that at the time. And I'm like, yes, it is correct. Like that is the, that's the style and whatnot. And I never used to question that uh, for years and years. I mean, I've, I've been uh, designing professionally for nine plus years at this point. Um, but, and I never used to question it up until about, I'd say maybe three, four years ago where I started asking myself, like, is all that commentary of, of how is this, oh, this is heavier, this is darker, like visually, like, is that something that I should be notating as a negative, as a criticism? And that's where it starts coming into play and, and the doubt of your own work comes into play and not even the execution of the work, but the, the conceptual um, ideology behind the work itself comes into question and you just kind of lose faith in yourself. And it's, it's a, a real downward spiral at that point. Um, but it's one of those things where you have to realize that that's what's happening. You have to take a step back and you have to say like, that is a, what I just said is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm allowing this to, to spiral backwards and you have to look at it from a third party and kind of remove your emotional 
perspective from it and you have to say is this something that is a direct reflection of what i'm feeling and what i want that end product to be and if it's a yes then this is the easiest conversation that we've ever had with ourselves if it's no then you have some i you know lack of a better term maybe some soul searching to do in terms of the concept that you want to bring to the table because there's been a lot of times where I kind of go dive headfirst in more of a positive, very light, very upbeat look to stuff. And I work on it and I tweak it and I keep working on it and I keep tweaking it. And the end product never reaches the point where I'm like, I'm this is finished. And there's a reason for that. So um not exactly sure what my what my final thought is on that whole dialogue, but it, it like I don't think that there needs to necessarily be um, a point to that. I think that you made several very good points in there. Um, something I did want to like touch on is um, this is something that um, is definitely being reflected in a very realistic way around the world right now. But um, I think that w- something that people need to be better about in that scenario too is asking yourself like you said soul soul searching and i think that this goes along with this asking yourself why you feel uncomfortable with that fact ask yourself why you are starting to think about like those those comments in a negative way because like you said is that a reflection of your emotional state is that something that you are subconsciously like trying to keep from yourself by you saying i'm not happy with this like those are good questions to ask because like like something (laughs) excuse me yeah (laughs) something i think that people as a whole need to get better and i'm no like saint here either i am just as i'm very guilty of this but i think that's something that people need to get better at on the whole is if you feel uncomfortable about something you shouldn't push it away you should ask yourself why am i uncomfortable about this and if you can answer that question and you're okay with that answer then fine push it away and and again like you said this is the easiest conversation we've had but if you can't come up with a reason that you think is acceptable then maybe you should just live in that discomfort and just see what happens see where it's going because again this could be the thing that leads you to that breakthrough in how you actually are feeling um i think that like i've said this in the past but i think that us working on that click artist soundtrack did that for me it Mm -hmm. really did like i was able to just do a bunch of stuff with like electronic sounds and stuff that i never really did before i was more into a dry sound of my recording and then I was playing around with all these electronic sounds and I'm like, this is weird, but why is it weird? And it was weird because I'm like, this is not something people normally do. And that's why I'm uncomfortable. And I'm like, well, that's not a good reason to do not do it. Then I should just be doing it. Exactly. So, so I think that it's just good to ask yourself why you're feeling the way you're feeling. And I think that's a good lesson for not just the top the top the big topic we're talking about but just in general in life like if you are feeling weird about something ask yourself why do a lot more self-questioning because i think that's something we need to do as a society like just in general right now but really as yourself you need to understand yourself and if you don't understand yourself and you don't understand why you're feeling a certain way that is something you need to work on i think yeah and and we try to keep this 
or we we will be trying to keep these uh episodes in more of a timeless uh fashion um just because of unforeseen you know delays and everything as to when these episodes actually um come out but um like you're saying uh you know it's it's doesn't can't exactly uh be unspoken when you're referring to checking yourself and asking yourself why uh, you, somebody feels uncomfortable with something. Um, obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now. Uh, we're recording this in the month of June. And uh, it's pretty much ever since June 1st, uh, the world has been in, in quite a whirlwind here. Um, and uh, in the in the description, by the way, we will have uh, some links um, that you can feel free to look at. Um, if you haven't seen them already, uh, that's surprising. Um, but if you haven't, please uh, explore them. They go into the entire Black Lives Matter movement. They go into places of fundraising, of donation, of uh, places that are helping organizations that are helping the cause, uh, defense funds. Um, it, it's we're we're gonna try our best to spread. Um, some of that information here as well. And I think, you know, a lot of this uh, questioning yourself as to why you think a certain way about your own artwork carries into a multitude of different facets of life. Um, And that's just something that I, I wanted to point out uh, before I hand it over to Adam for his, his final point on that. <laughs> but yeah, the only thing I have to add on that is exact. Everything that Chris said is absolutely accurate. Um, we are two straight white guys who <laughs> have both lived in very privileged lives, honestly, when it comes down to it. And so we are not the voices you should be listening to right now, but you are listening to us. And so therefore we are telling you to listen to the voices that matter. And it doesn't take one person. That's why we are talking. It takes literally all of us. This is not a political topic. This is the fact that human beings are having their lives completely destroyed and taken away for reasons that are just selfish and disgusting and it's all of our responsibility to do something about it agreed i wanted to uh bring up too as this as this running segment toward the end uh, this is something that Adam and I are going to begin starting this very episode. And maybe Adam can put together some sort of musical accompaniment to this running segment. Uh, it's playing s- right now. Like, you don't realize it, Chris. You can't hear it, but it's actually playing right now. Oh, I now. can hear it. I always hear music <laughs> in my head. Um, but this is going to be a running segment of uh, notable art uh, or music uh, artists or accounts or um, websites or anything of that nature that we see uh, just kind of in passing and really catches our eye. Um, I know I'm kind of springing this on Adam right now, so <laughs> I will go ahead and uh, do one. I, I would really like to have a few uh, moving forward. 
but um, at this point, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do one. Uh, just for this first one, I really like this account. I, I, honest to God, do not remember how I found this. I think somebody from Fleet Foxes shared a post from them. Not exactly sure. Uh, the account is Vocal Type Co. Uh, and they are uh, basically a typographical company. They create typefaces. Um, but they've been doing some really, really cool Black Lives Matter work. Uh, a lot of posters, a lot of a lot of type work um, with multiple different companies in different facets of you know products and, and uh, t-shirts and stuff like that, where proceeds are being actively donated to uh, organizations that desperately need the money right now. Um, but on top of that, on top of the the really good work that they've been doing with that um their typefaces are are phenomenal they're I, I would classify them as uh maybe a little indie um maybe a little bit too indie for for the uh for the average folk but um <laughs> as as a designer and as someone that uh really kind of feels that aesthetic this is i'm i'm a huge fan of of the different typefaces that they've come out with um and uh, it's just uh, if you're into design, if you're into if you're into font work, uh, please feel free to visit them. Their their link will be in the description uh, in the show notes as well. Uh, Adam, who do you got? So um, I have these really really cool guys that um, I actually found out about them. I want to say it was like the the middle to the end of 2018 um and they were actually a band that was going by the name of pure october before now they go by the uh, name tri-state um you can find them on instagram at tri-state band it's these three guys spencer alex and tom and they are really 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 great people and they make just some of the most fun um old school pop punk that you would ever see um and they're also just really fun people to follow online like they do these they are always posting shenanigans that they're doing and they're they post a new thing every monday called one minute mondays where it's just them being sarcastic and goofy dudes and they are a lot of fun to listen to and a lot of fun to talk to and interact with and they're just really great people and i really really recommend that you give them a listen um also all of their photography is really good it's done by what um this guy who goes by scum.jpg which is the best <laughs> um but i i really really like them they're really great people and it's it's just it, they're really awesome dudes and i want to promote them as much as i can normally but on top of everything that's going on i think that it's more important than ever to highlight um those who are minorities who are in this field because pop punk but music in general but pop punk specifically it's not exactly the most um demographically diverse genre and alex is a black man who is one of the most talented people i've ever seen so i highly recommend them excellent well, uh, please go visit um, those art accounts. We'll definitely have more uh, later on. But yeah, we, we appreciate you guys hanging around. I know it's been a full 12 months since our last podcast. This is something that we've we've 
not forgotten and uh, definitely something that we want to kick back into gear. Uh, and uh, we promise that it will not be another 12 months before you hear yep. from us. Yeah, it, we're going to try and be a lot more consistent. But um, the thing that I will mention about that, too, is we're going to try and come up with ideas for topics to talk about and stuff like that. But l- like I mentioned at the top of the show, if you have any suggestions for us, any questions at all, feel free to let us know at podcast at noiseupstairs.com. Or you can let us know by DMing us on either Twitter or Instagram at noiseupstairs. That's definitely an option as well. Or any of our like personal accounts as well. Um, and that goes for like anything. Like we're, Our focus is definitely talking about... Like, like how we work as creatives and stuff like that. But honestly, if you guys just wanted us to talk about anything, feel free to let us know and maybe we'll work it in, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's, uh, trust me, we both love talking about, uh, being creative and, ha- and how we go about, uh, the, the trials and tribulations that come with that. But I mean, we, we've got a lot of side stuff going on as well with Adam's got, uh, multiple different things going on with programming because he's a he's a big programmer and i've always got things going on with film and film development and all of the crap that is being hoarded in my loft so um (laughs) so much stuff behind you (laughs) so we appreciate you guys um this has been the noise upstairs podcast with adam wakefield and christopher miller Uh, We will see you guys next time. We did it. We did a podcast.